Welcome to the Undone Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more content and additional information, please visit IamUndone.com where you will find our online store, regular blog updates, and how to become a partner of the podcast. Now let's jump right into today's episode. Well, hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. This is episode number nine. We are almost at double digits. That is really cool, really exciting. Thanks to everyone who has been listening, downloading, sharing, subscribing, leaving reviews. Really appreciate all of you. And a a big thanks to those who have chosen to give to the podcast, whether it was by purchasing merchandise or some of you have even chosen to partner monthly by recurring giving online. And I really, really, really appreciate that. God is going to use that to bless this ministry and to be able to help upgrade some things in the future with a little bit better recording situation. And so I just can't help but be overwhelmed with uh, gratitude and thankfulness for all of you and for all that God is doing in my life. And I know he's doing amazing things in your life. So this is episode number nine, and I'm ready to jump right in. I want to call this one Functioning from Identity. Functioning from Identity. And before I really get into it, I want to say this, that some things may be misinterpreted on this one, but I want you to know that what we do matters. Absolutely, what we do in our lives matter. Um, The Bible says that we will be judged for every idle word. We will, you know, everything we do is going to be taken in account when we stand before the Father in heaven. Not necessarily even a negative sense, but in a good sense that we'll be rewarded, as he even talked about. Um, in Matthew 25, I believe that as we have given him uh, or given someone uh, even a cup of cold water in his name, that it'll be a credit to us. And and the things we neglect, you know, he'll take that into consideration. And so I don't want this to be misinterpreted. But what I want to talk about today is our functioning from identity. You know, last year at a church conference, I learned the principle of purpose over function. Or purpose is greater than function. And I do believe this to be absolutely true. And in the context that they were talking about it, it absolutely made sense. And it was absolutely relevant. Speaking to our you know, volunteers in our churches that we don't get tied up on just the function of what we're doing, but the purpose behind what we're doing. And I absolutely believe in it. I absolutely agree with that statement. But I believe that functioning... Uh, in purpose alone is a good place to be, but a bad place to stop. And so when we talk about purpose over function, or purpose is greater than function, I do believe this to be true, but I believe it may just be an incomplete statement. And this is not a knock on living a purpose-driven life, uh, but if purpose is the thing driving your life, listen to me, if purpose is the thing driving your life, then days spent outside of your purpose or maybe days where it seems like you are failing inside of your purpose will be void of fulfillment, joy, and peace. Here's the danger of living strictly out of your purpose or from your purpose, is that if you feel like you are failing inside of your purpose, listen to me, you're going to be a miserable person. And so here's what I would like to say, that if purpose is greater than function, then I believe that it maybe we can add to that and say this, that identity is greater than purpose, is greater than function. You see, 
when Jesus was baptized, it says that the heavens were opened, that the Holy Spirit ascended or descended and, and rested upon Jesus as in the bodily form of a dove. And it says that the Father's voice echoed from heaven. And he said this, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And I think we need to pause, and I know maybe some of you have heard it before and, and, and seen it from this perspective before, but we need to pause for a minute and realize this is not God opening up heaven over Jesus on the cross. This is not God opening up heaven over Jesus feeding 5,000 people, not including women and children. This is not God opening up the heavens over Jesus um, you know, healing multitudes, healing blind people, raising Lazarus from the dead. This is God opening up the heavens at a point where Jesus had not done a recorded thing in Scripture other than be born. We do see him in the temple at 12 years old, discussing and dialoguing with the rabbis and priests, but he wasn't preaching out in public places. And then here he is at what we believe to be about 30 years of age, being baptized. And God chooses to descend in that moment in the form of his Holy Spirit as a dove and his voice saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And so, why is that so important? Is that because it wasn't anything that Jesus had done to that point, except to stay connected to the Father, His devotion to the Father, living His life as a connection to the Father. That is what was pleasing to God. And God said, here's how I want to identify you. I don't want to identify you in, in, you know, in this moment of your baptism. I don't want to identify you as an amazing rabbi, an amazing preacher. He didn't even identify Him as Savior, as Messiah, as King of the earth. No, He identified Him as His beloved Son. You see, we know full well that the Father knew what Jesus was called to do and what Jesus was about to step into. And I believe what he wanted Jesus to know is that I am pleased in you, that for 30 years you have chosen not to expedite the process. You've chosen not to get ahead of my plan for you. What you've chosen to do is surrender your life to me. Jesus had built up a devotion life. Jesus had built up a life of prayer. Jesus had built up this amazing connection to the Father and, and was filled with the Spirit of God. And, and it was that, that position of Him being His Son and simply being connected that created the identity that would propel Him into His purpose and propel Him into what He was supposed to function in. And see, the danger uh, of stopping short of, of moving uh, into a place where we are driven by our identity instead of our purpose is that we begin to get our validation from our purpose and our function and that and that we can you know get uh, this sense of accomplishment simply from the things that we do and it does feel good to help others it does feel good to do all these things but the greatest thing that should bring us the greatest pleasure is that he calls us son and daughter you see everything 
that he calls Jesus, everything that he proclaims to Jesus, if we are seated in Christ, in heavenly places with Christ, listen to me, he is declaring those things over you and me. And yes, he loves the fact that you're doing great things for him. Yes, he loves the fact that you give to the poor. He loves the fact, you know, that you give of your life to others, that you encourage others. If you're in ministry, you know, that you take your time to study and preach and or, or, or sing or whatever it may be. But there is nothing that brings him greater, greater pleasure than the fact that you would be his son and daughter, that you would surrender your life to him, and that you would begin to function out of that identity. You see, if I can be completely vulnerable and honest with you, one of the things that I have found maybe the most dangerous for me as an individual, and I won't speak on anyone else's behalf, but inside of ministry and inside of preaching and inside of writing a book and doing a podcast and whatever things that I've done that would be considered ministry in my life, one of the most dangerous things for me personally is to find my validity, to find what feels like the pleasure of the Lord over my life from the things that I've done, you know, preaching a great sermon with a great response and salvations and people maybe being healed or their hearts being touched and lives restored and people being encouraged by a book and a podcast. And and all those things are great. And I believe the Lord does smile on those things. I don't want to take that lightly and I don't want to say, you know, make it sound like what we do doesn't matter. But the the idea is that if I am driven by the success of the things I do, I will be greatly disappointed in the things that I fail in. This is the danger of a performance purpose driven life that when times are good, listen, it's going to feel amazing. When times, when you're at, at what feels like the height of your success, whether it's in your career or ministry or, or family life or raising kids and your kids are doing amazing in school and, and they're excelling in their extracurricular activities, you feel like a million bucks. You feel like God is blessing you. You feel like his favor is pointed towards you. But as soon as one of those things things goes off the rails, we feel like God has left us. We feel like God has has maybe taken his hand of favor off of us. If you preach a sermon and it doesn't go well, or, or the response isn't what you thought it would be, or you write a book and it flops, or your kids are starting to act up in school, or they're not doing well in all their activities, or the kids are fighting, your house is a mess, whatever, that it begins to feel like God has left me. God has taken his hand off of me. And that, my friends, is the danger of that purpose and function-driven life, that if we just operate out of those things, it is so easy, one, to feel like you have earned your way into His favor by the fact that if you did good, if you performed well, that His favor is on you, and two, that you've lost it if you aren't doing so well. This is a, a scary place to be because here's what I want you to know. I believe there are things we do that pleases his heart and things we do that displease his heart. But you can't see either one as earning or moving backwards in anything kingdom related. Listen to me. We cannot earn a thing 
inside the kingdom. I put something on Facebook recently that everything, not, or excuse me, nothing in the kingdom is earned, only inherited. And our inheritance depends on our position in his family as a son and a daughter. And none of that has to do with what you do as far as a performance-based reality, a purpose-driven reality. It is all simply our devotion to him. I fully believe when we get to heaven, we will be dumbfounded at the rewards poured over people who we had no clue about and maybe even to the same level of rewards as those that we saw as the most successful people in the kingdom of God. Because God is not driven. God is not motivated by our purpose, by our function. God is motivated by our connection to Him, our devotion to Him, our intimacy with Him, and our identity with Him. So here's what I want you to know. Be confident in your identity with Him. Be confident in the fact that He calls you a son and a daughter. Be confident in the fact that He sees you, not just when you fail, but He sees you when you open Open up your heart to Him. He sees you when you become undone in His presence. He sees you when you crack open that Bible. You're not earning anything. You are choosing to step into your identity as a son and a daughter. You're choosing to increase your ability to connect to Him because you know He loves you. You're not trying to earn a thing by checking off a day in your Bible reading plan or checking off a day in your prayer plan, but you are taking a step forward in understanding your identity, that he sees you as his beloved son or daughter. You see, 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, I will be a true father to you and you will be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. He calls you his son and his daughter and choosing to identify in that position is what will carry you through things, into things. Listen, this is not just a need-based reality that God's going to get you through this and that. It is that you get the opportunity to have a life connected to the Father. And, and here's what I want to tell you, that your identity is not related to your specific purpose. And you may be wondering, what, what do you mean by that? See, my identity in Christ, in, 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 in God, is that I am a son. And, and your identity is a son or a daughter. My identity is not a preacher. My identity is not a, a minister, a book writer, author, or podcast, or whatever uh, I function in. Those are all purposes. Those are all functions. Those are all gifts. But they are not my identity. Your identity, according to this scripture, is a beloved son and daughter of Christ. And, and so... You may be asking the question, okay, if identity is what matters, then why does function matter at all? Because listen, obedience should be the most basic function of our sonship to Christ, to the Father. Obedience should be the most basic function of our sonship or our, our position as a child, a son or a daughter, to the Father. And so if you're struggling with the thought that, that identity is greater than purpose, is greater than function, then here's what I want you to understand. It all carries over 
You see, your identity spills over into everything you do. Your identity spills over into your career, into your ministry, into your ability to be a good husband or wife, into be a, a mother or a father. Your identity carries over into all those things. And so it's not separate. It's not, oh, I'm just a, I'm a son and daughter and then I go do all these other things. No, if I minister out of the position of a, a son of God, then I'm ministering from a position that says my performance doesn't dictate how I feel about God and how God feels about me. My career if I function in my career as a son or a daughter, then I realize that God's pleasure over me is the fact that I'm a son or a daughter not doing well, not just that I'm doing well in my career. And that will carry over into understanding that God's pleasure is for the fact that I chose to believe in Him, that I am connected to Him, and I have chosen to receive the title and the position of a son and a daughter. You know, David, uh, God called David a man after his own heart. And you see, the, the name David means beloved. And it was understanding of that beloved place that David accomplished all that God had established for him to do. And you know, when David failed is when he stepped outside of his identity and began to function as a king trying to accomplish something for himself when the trouble came. You know, we all know the, the error of, you know, David getting into adultery with Bathsheba and having a son out of wedlock and having Bathsheba's husband murdered and, and just a terrible, terrible situation and story. But, you know, God, that's not the, the time that I think God was most disappointed in David or, or most disappointed in his actions. The time that he was most disappointed in his actions is when David got so arrogant as a king that he said, I want a census. I want to know how much of a uh, of a of a nation that I have established for myself. I want to know how many fighting men we have as a nation when God had clearly instructed him not to do that. And I believe what God was trying to do was to protect him from stepping outside of that identity as a son, as the beloved of God. And, and, and the danger of that, you know, stepping into a king wanting to know what he had built for himself. And what had happened is David began to step into a, a, a place where purpose and function was his main identity instead of his function as the beloved of the father. And, you know, we see it throughout the Psalms that David began to write uh, the good and the bad and, and, and the in-between and the times of turmoil and the times of absolute bliss and joy. And one of the things he wrote in Psalms 18 was that he delivered me because he delighted in me. And what David understood, why I believe he was a man after God's own heart, is that he understood that it's not just about my delight in God, my devotion to God, but it is a two-way relationship that his delight is over me. He didn't deliver me, but you know, David's saying he didn't deliver me because I'm an amazing king, amazing worship leader and, and psalmist and 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 all these things. He delivered me because he delighted in me. You see, that changes the perspective on everything. When you realize what God did is because He delights in you, not because you earned it, not because you, you paved the way by your you know honing of your skills or stepping into this purpose or your great measure of obedience. No, those things flow out of the fact that you understand your identity in Him and that He delights in you. And so what I want to really drive home for you today and drive home for me today is that we need to 
to function from a place of identity. We need to function from this place of understanding who we are in God. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about the I am the head and not the tail above only and not beneath and, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those things flow from the understanding that I am his son. I am his daughter. Those things are a byproduct of my relationship with him, not the other way around. Not, you know, that I stand in these things and I confess these things and I obey these things and now he sees me as a son or a daughter. No, it's just like the the story that we call the prodigal son, that it was all about the fact that the father just wanted his son back. He wanted him in his place uh, at the table, his his robe on him, his ring on him. Why? Because that was his son. It wasn't about how bad he messed up, and it wasn't about how much he could come perform and do great things back in his household. It was the fact that everything that mattered in that situation was the connection of the son to the father, the daughter to the father. Come on, if you're a son or a daughter of God, His pleasure over you is that you have accepted that place and that you function out of out of joy and, 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 and excitement and peace, not in what you've done, not in what you've accomplished, not in what you've built for yourself, not in a name you've made for yourself, but simply from this, that I am a son and a daughter of God. And here's what I believe that will do for us. And here's where how I want to wrap it up. Is that changes how we approach Him in devotion. That changes how we approach Him in our lifestyle of intimacy and connection with the Father. Because we are no longer trying to earn anything. That we realize He is already smiling over us. Because we have taken our position as sons and daughters. That we've said yes to His invitation to be adopted into His family. And into His kingdom as a son and a daughter. And now we approach devotion not from a duty, but from a delight, because we know that we have the ability to connect to the Father from a position of Him being pleased simply with who we are as His children. You know, if I go visit my parents, I don't go there and and explain to them what I've done lately, what was good, what was bad, and try to see how they feel about me. No, I go in there knowing that their pleasure is in the fact that I am their son and that I've chosen to just be with them. And you know what? I'm, I'm free to just enjoy my time with them. I don't feel like I have to explain, you know, how well I've been doing in this and how my career is going and how my ministry is going and how many listeners on my podcast and how many books I've sold or any of that. I don't have to even go into those details. The delight is simply in the connection. And here's what I want you to know, that there is delight in connection with the Father, that your life will begin to just exude joy and peace because you know you're not trying to earn anything and you're not scared about losing anything. You're not worried that today he's upset with me, you know, because I lost my temper in traffic or today he's upset with me because, uh, you know, maybe I wasn't the greatest father this morning, whatever. You know, his delight over you is simply that you're a son and a daughter and that begins to roll over into all those things you'll find peace flowing into your life where maybe you're not getting upset in traffic as much anymore and you're being a better husband father mother wife whatever you are because you simply understand that his delight is over you for who you are in your position and i believe he's declaring this over you today 
that this is my beloved son and daughter in whom I am well pleased. You know what? If you haven't been able to see that pleasure over your life, I pray that God would begin to open your eyes of understanding that he loves you and that he does want you absolutely to obey his commands, but not from a position of trying to earn anything, but from a position of realizing that I love my God so much, all I want to do is live a life pleasing to him. So I encourage you to function from identity. Don't try to earn anything. Don't try to function from your purpose or your calling or any of those things that people told you you were supposed to be. Simply function from the position of a son and daughter and feel his delight over you today. God bless you. Love you so much. Appreciate you and can't wait to see you on the next episode.